0: You make me feel like I'm living a teenage dream The way you turn me on
1: My sister oh. will be suspicious Gosh, my look My brother is. will be there at the door Waves upon the tropical shore. My man Oh
0: oh, I want
1: some
2: more
1: Take a bite of my heart tonight Whether this disabilities Bless you, our will lead or peace Rejoice and love yourself today Cause baby, you were born this nope. way So raise your glass if you are wrong In all the right ways All your life You were only waiting For this moment to arrive. This should be the end of
2: everything Why don't we go, somewhere only we know
0: Welcome to Two Daydream Believers. I am your host, Space 18, and we are talking about two a two episodes, a very glee Christmas and the Sue Sylvester Shuffle, which is that's not easy to say. Um, and <laughs> joining me tonight is Slayer, Kitty, and C Kerouel. Hi,
1: Bye, guys. Bye.
0: Hello. So so yeah, we are talking about Christmas first. Christmas in July, which, which is sounds
2: nice. amazing because it is literally 400 degrees in DC.
0: Ah uh, well, <laughs> yeah, it's about it's, just that hot here. Yeah, it's it's like in the 90s here. Uh, well,
1: okay, so cuz space over near in Illinois, Michigan. right? Or Michigan. Nope. Michigan. Okay, and yeah, and I'm in Ohio. So we're all basically just sweltering. to That. <laughs>
0: Oh, and I'm actually in a room that has, like, no air conditioning right now because, oh, nice. um, yeah, because my brother is going to work and I'm not, I don't want to, you know, he's going to make a lot of noise, so I have to be right. far away from it. So. Yeah, um, I don't do this whole, whole no TV, air no, conditioning thing. Really No, no. No. It's
2: my favorite appliance. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but, yeah, it's kind of funny because somebody, they had a, uh, the Washington Post was talking today about how it's uh, six months to the day where the uh, blizzard started in the winter. Oh, and
1: so I'm just, (laughs) we
2: we got like seven feet of snow and I'm sitting here melting on the sidewalk today. And you have that moment of, oh, If only I could go back to the (sighs) snow. And then I remember being stuck in my apartment for a week.
1: Like "Mm, maybe not.
2: Happy medium. Not. Let's find a happy
1: medium. Uh, I think for us last year, we just had a lot of sub-zero freezing days. What's that last year? It might have been the year before. Like, we're, we're talking like 40 below as the normal temperature. And then oh God. with the wind chill, it was like colder than that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? A happy medium. A happy medium. But in Glee, they've got lovely snow. It's they do rough, but lovely snow
0: and baby it's cold outside and baby it's cold outside which I is really you have the crazy. frosted window panes to prove it okay so what do you guys want to do first you want to talk about baby it's cold outside the one scene yes, that we can talk about of so of that's or do you want to talk about the rest of the episode first and then talk about I think we scene. should start
2: out with baby it's cold outside get all the lovey feelings out and then have, have some uh, critiques <laughs> of, the, of the rest of the episode <laughs>
0: Okay, I actually have, I can't believe, I have a lot of notes on this Um, scene. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah.
1: and this is the scene that made me go looking for Clayne fanfiction and started my descent into Phantom. Join us. Because Glee was on hiatus, and all we had was this scene of them being all flirty and, you, you know singing one of my favorite Christmas songs and just yeah I needed more I I feel like if you watch this scene and you don't
2: fall in love with Clayne from this scene then you have a heart of stone (laughs) because it is all of the right kinds of you know cinnamon sugar gingerbread cookies warm fires cozy sweaters and love I
1: mean, it was it's it's literally the romantic moment of the episode, because if you think about it, I mean, and we'll talk more about like what the other characters are up to. But specifically, if you think about Rachel and Finn are like, you know, broken up and she's singing all these super duper sad uh, Christmas songs. And uh, and then you have this. And then you which have this warm
2: this, cup of hot chocolate. Is cold. this warm,
1: bright, shining moment in the middle of the episode, completely out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, which, especially the scene before this, because I had to rewatch it like 10 times, is um, Will trying to come up with um, gifts for, for Sue. And he goes to see Kurt, which
1: is so funny.
0: It's so good <laughs> well, that last bit. Um yeah it, it is this kind of bright moment, but also this is the um first time, really, I mean, you could kind of stretch it and never been because that these two are legitimately very flirty in a more than friendly right. way, and that there's that spark of oh, there's something going on there, and I
2: mean, I just want to like give Kurt a high five and go, he's reciprocating. <laughs> You're coming out of the <laughs> You picked a good one this time.
0: Exactly. You,
2: you, you picked a good one.
1: He's for your actually lungs. gay.
0: <laughs> it's Let's progress. It <laughs> and, and talk about um, the, the lead, leading into the song where Kurt's studying and Blaine comes along with his little boombox and is like, "I'm going to," uh, and he's and he's so. Not in knowing that he's probably doing it, but i so flirty, even in this. Oh, my part. God, oh, his yeah. facial expressions, and that first, like,
1: when he's talking about, you know, he comes over, and he literally shuts Kurt's book while Kurt's intently reading it, and is like, you're studying too hard. I'm going to fix Come that for me, you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, literal. you would not have to change much for this to be the start of a porno. <laughs> I mean, well, well, they he do wanders have the in with like, an, with like an old school boom box, he shuts his book Is like, I'm going to make sure that you're not studying too hard, and then all of a sudden,
1: I mean, they're in prep school uniforms, they're what? in some posh looking room with a fireplace, a, a fireplace and a piano and leather furniture, I mean, place. I don't know, you might have something going on there. And it's Ryan Murphy, so it's really hard to say what direction that could have gone. And now I really Uh, want
2: somebody who is a talented vetter to, like, do the scene, but instead of Baby, It's Cold Outside, to overlay it with some more appropriate pornographic music. Oh, (laughs) my (laughs) god! I mean, really do something that would uh, allow them to, to shimmy through the room, uh in the way that, that my mind is, is
1: putting it now. <laughs> oh,
2: that is so funny. Oh, that's so funny.
1: I can't believe nobody has, actually.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm I'm really kind of disturbed that as I'm saying it, I'm thinking, I've, I've never seen this on Tumblr. How have I never seen this on Tumblr? <laughs> really, <laughs> with all of the
1: amazing things that we have done over the years and some <laughs> of the more. I mean,
2: Glee Crack
1: didn't even do that.
2: Isn't that a oh. wonderful aspect of our fandom that there are still corners of
0: depravity that we have not sunk to yet? I know. And I find a lot of them as I do these podcasts. I'm like, why is the same <laughs> <have> thing not been? <laughs> which by the way, since it is the two of you, I hope you enjoyed the fic that I wrote for the last time. We- yes. Did. Oh my gosh. That was yes! so
1: funny. And it's so true because I play <laughs> the Sims and it is. It and, and, you know, everybody says, you know, it's one of the, those games that you play for, like... You'll play it for, like, a month. And you won't <laughs> and then know wake what it of- is. And you've redecorated 6,000 houses and, you know, drowned somebody in the pool and, you know what I mean? And then and then you don't play it for, like, six years. It's the type yeah, of game exactly. that you
2: can get super intense about it. I, it's, I, yeah. It, it was amazing. It was wonderful. And anybody who is listening who has not read it, you should search it out and find it because it is
1: fantastic. I, I think... <laughs> And, and it's probably funnier if you've played the game. Because if you haven't played the game, you don't necessarily 100% understand the drive.
0: True. I did pick out elements from the actual Sims 3, in case anybody was wondering. See, I All those elements are in there. I've
2: played the Sims maybe, you know, 20 minutes total. Everything totally makes sense to me. It's oh, so hilarious. You do not have to be a fanatic to uh to get the no. out of it. Please please hunt it out. Do yourself a favor.
1: Yes. And no. and laugh
0: with us. Oh. So thank you guys for inspiring me to write something like that.
1: Is that the one was that the podcast with like the ten thousand fanfic prompts that we kept coming up? Was anybody <laughs> about, a fanfic about this?
0: What episode we were doing <laughs> I don't even remember, but it was amazing. Jeez, I'm gonna have to go remember that because uh, I don't have any recollection of what episode that was. No, no but yeah, I do. It,
2: it, it was the podcast of Ten Thousand fic Ideas.
0: It was, yeah, it really. Was. And the fifty different tangents we went oh, on, yeah. like this when... one.
2: theoretically there was an episode discussed, but
0: <laughs> it's really sad. See, we remember the fanfic, but so we don't remember the episode.
2: <laughs> oh, but isn't that fandom life? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I mean, anyway, uh, anyway um, no kidding. No, go uh, ahead. I was just going to say that for uh, the Sue Sylvester shuffle, the only thing I remembered about it was a, a meme that uh, we we can talk about later. But we will. We will get to that. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's, I still but, have like a whole list of things I want like, to talk but about. But maybe that's people. the first thing that popped into my mind when I thought of the episode. I'm like, oh, I don't remember what actually happened to the episode, but I remember this meme.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes, especially with the more. The episodes with little to no clean in them, which was, you know, parts of season two, or episodes that were just so terrible, we don't we discuss them, them very much. But the memes live on.
2: As a yeah. fandom,
1: we've blocked out some of those memories.
2: Unlike Baby, right. it's cold outside because it is magic.
1: It, it is. is quite possibly one of the best performances Glee ever did. And I say that because the song was perfect, the setting was perfect. They played it perfectly. They played it perfectly. It was just the whole thing from start to finish. I mean, you know, you can't ask for more than that out of a scene. And it was one of those things, especially because they had set the bar so high with Teenage Dream.
2: Yes. and I mean, it, it is hard to follow... Teenage
1: it's hard to follow that because that was, you know, that was insane. Literally released yeah. a song and then it was at the top of all these, you know, like iTunes and everything else. And I think even now, I don't know if it's, it's not number one because nothing will ever eclipse Don't Stop Leaving. But it's, if it's not number two, it's like, of uh, uh, you know, of all the best-selling Glee songs, it's in the top ten. I can't imagine Teenage what Dream, would be number yeah. two if, I, if it's not I'm, Teenage Dream. I don't know I mean I, I, I'm i not know, sure it might be one of them. the other versions of Don't Stop Believing
2: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah I sing along sure. with it anytime uh, one of my uh, sweet mates uh, in my in my office suite will uh, play internet radio and every now and then a Glee song will pop up and Teenage Dream will pop up and she will come into my office where I'm singing along with her radio <laughs> <laughs> She's like You're having it. fun. I'm like, I am. This
1: is amazing. <laughs> Great. Don't sure.
2: judge me. It's on your radio.
1: <laughs> well, I was always so bummed, um, because we have two entirely different radio stations, local radio stations that play Christmas music starting <gasps> sometime in November, you know, through Christmas Day, and both of them play Last Christmas. And one of the other songs from the first Christmas album, and I can't think of which one it is right now. And one time I remember being in Walmart, and they were playing Christmas Eve with You, which is the Will and Emma duet from the second one.
2: Oh, yeah, I blocked that out.
1: Actually, I like Uh that song. Who knew? Um, And but I've never once heard "Baby it's Cold outside on the radio or in any store. And it sucks because really? I know it's Ohio. So play it. Cause I have, I mean, I, I've heard I it
2: all, uh, on the radio, both, uh,
1: in, Nope. Indie they won't, I they and don't and play Indie. it on the radio here. Like they don't play it on the radio here. They play other That's songs, but they're usually Leah's led songs. And it's only, they don't play any of, you know, the regular stuff, just the Christmas music. Right. And then, um, in, in as far as music goes, uh we have a couple of stores that play glee stuff but never uh never anything with uh Kurt singing. Interesting. Can't remember if I've heard anything with Blaine. And it's never like any duets or anything between them.
0: Oh well of course not. It's but you know,
1: but right. I live you know it's Ohio, so I don't really know you know? That is disappointing. I know
0: that I um I sneak in my Glee CD um because we uh we don't have a radio station for work we have our in star plays which are usually horrendous and that's a whole other tangent <laughs> and um I sneak in my Glee CD and I always play um it's a mix I, and and I play all the the Christmas duets on it and nobody's ever said anything and I I don't think that you know to somebody who's never heard Glee would they really be able to tell it's two guys, to be honest with you? Yeah, well that's one of oh, Chris's favorite
1: jokes, is that no one would ever know he was a guy if they didn't know he was a guy. <laughs> well,
0: I will say, like, okay, I've heard, we have this song on so many different Christmas CDs, and it's usually, I have never heard a really, except for maybe something that was, like, old school when it was originally done, I've never heard a really good version of it. I've never really liked the song. Oh, I love and this song. And the way... That they do this in that it's so playful and mm-hmm. so, um, they understand the lyrics, yes. which is in a way that it's just this flirty, like, cat and, cat and mouse game. Well, and this
1: two. song, without getting too much into it, because I don't know how much, how far you want to go into it, the song itself has a yes. bizarre history because there's always that, you know, it, it's like a date rape song. But it's, it's not, not, I will not it. <laughs> because, and, and that's was the joke, that. so there was a lot, I don't know if you guys were, were around to recall this, there was a lot of Oh my God, they're singing the day oh, yeah. song, And no, you know, and yeah. while it's, you know, this no. beautiful, amazing performance and we all loved it. There's still everybody, you know, especially later on, uh, people would point out that, that that was that, but I mean, if you research the time period and the nature of the song, that's not what they intended.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean, I adore this song and I, I, and again, for, for anybody who's aware of the time period that it was written, um, and kind of how um, good girls weren't supposed to say, "Of course, I'm going to stay over with you." Instead, it's right. like I'm going to make up forty-seven different excuses, and you're going to make all of, so out of all of them so they possibly leave. It's like
1: exactly you that's leave, the you point. get pneumonia. And, and then I'm when they die. ask me later, I'm going to tell them I told you no.
2: And right. and then it was snowing, and I just couldn't leave. It was terrible.
0: That's- and I think that's what people miss—that the quote unquote girl part of this has all of the control oh, in this scene. Oh, one hundred percent. And and there, at no point is is she or he or whoever is singing that part. Uh, you know, coerced into doing anything. They, they're there because they want to be. And it's a, just a playful bantery type thing, which of course, as you guys both said, have to take in the context of when it was written, which was 50, 60 years ago. I mean, the song mm-hmm. is like the best way to think
2: of it is think of it as a song version of a Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy movie. I right. Mean, that's kind of the time period. That's kind of the, the flirty banner. It's like, no, I can't possibly do this. I'm going to be able to to say that I to say that I tried. It was terrible. Oh no, fate, fate. Okay, see, to I'm you. gonna
1: I'm putting in a vote that you have to talk like that for the rest of the podcast. Now
2: so. I just can't imagine what they would be saying. But baby, it's cold outside. we have um. the opposite direction of what porns usually are.
1: <laughs> wow. So it's it's a porno setup with a Audrey Hepburn twist. <laughs> we, 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 we
2: got basically the Catherine Hepburn porn version,
1: oh, which man. now is
2: like all all I want is like a. Okay, has anybody ever written a claim version of Desk Set? Because that Probably would be not. amazing. How many people know what Dust is? I don't is, know what so. it is. Okay, See, yeah, so and anybody I who, who who does not know, it is a movie with Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy, and she is a uh, a corporate research librarian, and they're trying to shut her down. It's amazing. So it's, it is. It's, it's really it's good and it's wonderful, and they're amazing, and y'all should go watch it. But. I can I can just see a clean version of that now in my head. <laughs> because they should do all of that. Brent and Tracy, they should just do all of it.
0: And, yeah, bringing it back to Klain, I the, they, they play these parts so perfectly, and they're so in sync with each other here. And it's just so delicious to watch them play off each other. And do um, you know what I really kind of am sad about, that the whole song isn't in there, because we don't get to hear Blaine's line of, gosh, your lips look delicious? Yeah. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> oh, no. He, he, I think the line about them looking delicious is in there, but the bl- part about the where he says, Gosh, your lips are delicious is cut.
0: Mm. No,
1: both of them are, are he cut. He looks like. That? Yeah, they're, they're cut yeah.
2: in the TV version.
0: Okay, the, maybe that's. I thought it was. Version, right. Um, but they're cut okay. in the TV version. But but Blaine does take a second and, and checks out everything. He does.
2: Everything.
0: He does. I mean, for a show um, that
2: usually has so, really elaborate choreography, the very simple cat and mouse. Of well, the, I mean, and I okay, so fantastic. I have a theory
1: about this. I have a theory about this. So I think, and and I sort of recall a little bit of discussion about this, not about the scene as specific, specific but about the song. When they originally conceived the idea for actually putting together the entire Christmas album, because the previous year they had just recorded Last Christmas as like an iTunes track, released it, that was all they did. Right. That was all they did in Season 1. And part of that, I think, was because... In season one, they were only signed for 13 episodes, and then they didn't get renewed for the back nine until, later, you know, partway through the season. They would have already had to do the Christmas album if they were going to do a Christmas episode and all that stuff. So there was, you know, I understand why they did that. So in season two, they thought, well, that song sold pretty well. Why don't we do an actual Christmas album? We'll do an actual Christmas episode. You know, why not? Well, when Darren came on as Blaine, they had already recorded or finished recording or were almost done recording the album because it would have had to have been in order for it to drop in, like, November or early December when they were planning on releasing it. Mm Right. So, Baby, It's Cold Outside was not an original intent for the CD. What Mm -hmm. happened was Teenage Dream went insane and everybody went, oh, my God, we want more Blaine, we want more curtain and this is our thing, we want this, and when they saw the reaction, I'm 99% sure Ryan went, oh, shit, we need to throw them on the Christmas album, and we need to throw them in this episode.
0: Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. That makes a lot of sense, because if you look at this scene, I mean, they really had to pull, and we'll get to the Will stuff in just a minute, but, like, they really kind of stretched it to get them in this episode without... You know, I mean, there's no context other than that really, really loose you know argument from will and and that makes a lot of sense and so. well, and if you notice, we don't actually
1: see any other parts of the school. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no there's other no students. Only one room. <laughs> they're in this one room. They're the only people in it. And like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. so i'm I'm pretty sure that this was something that was written in, you know, towards the end. Or, you know, closer to cl- really close to the episode and that they threw in there because they realized that, you know, Kurt and Blaine were popular and people would want to see them. And, oh, hey, let's really just stick a, I don't know, just stick it out there. We're going to have them sing a traditional male-female duet.
0: Let's just go full flirt on this.
1: Yes. Let's just sh- shove sh- it in
0: everybody's face really a big deal, too, because it, it was two guys singing to each other mm-hmm. in this very romantic way, and it was, like, something that really hadn't been done on television before. And it was amazing. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more when we, I don't want to skip over to the episode yet, but um, when we talk about the other one, I do think that they were kind of rushed into that one, too. They were. I, I think. Yeah, they were. I'm 99% but, sure that they were. We'll talk about that more, though, when we get over there. But yeah, uh-huh. they were they, shoehorned in these couple of episodes um one thing i was just gonna say um i was gonna say if you
1: backtrack so blaine walks in the room and after we have our you know porno set up he says that he's (laughs) been selected for the the or the king's island christmas spectacular right fun little fandom note after that episode aired and this is so funny, because I actually live, you know, two and a half hours from King's Island. I know Island. I've been
0: to King's Island. It's, it's far away from me, but I've been there. So.
1: Um, okay, so you have a vague idea. Well, they had a Christmas Spectacular at one point. Mm-hmm. They did not any longer as of the time that this episode had aired. Did they bring so, it back? No. Oh,
2: that's
1: they <laughs> But, like, this is so, amazing. Well, imagine. there was a long-running fandom joke that, Sure, Blaine, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You are personing for the King's Island Christmas Spectacular that they no longer have. Uh,
0: Because really what it
1: boils down to is the writers just didn't research that thoroughly enough, I'm sure.
0: Or maybe Blaine is a time traveler.
1: Maybe Blaine is
0: a time traveler.
1: (laughs) Brittany picked him up somewhere on the way.
2: Which would (laughs) explain his gel-back 50s hair... And the penchant for, you know, uh, ballad and jazzy type of songs. So I'm going go to go. go with Time Traveler. I'm going to go with Time Traveler.
0: Something I want to touch upon, because it's something that is kind of a recurring theme for me to talk about, um, is uh, Kurt not being a baby penguin in this scene. And the differences between this kind of, you know, being... Uh, very in control of the sensuality that's going on and that he's exuding versus when we get to Animal and he's just a disastrous mess. I think that he um,
2: well, he becomes baby penguin when he thinks about it too much. Mm-hmm. Like he, he mm-hmm. sights himself out. When he's not thinking sure. about it, he's, you know, go with the flow. He's like, I've got this. I can flirt with you. You see my eyes? Beauty, I've got you over there.
1: Well I mean, and it's, it's not there's nobody watching here and right. he's not feeling self conscious. He it's just him and his friend who he's kinda got a crush on and they're singing kinda. a song and they're playing around and it's it's you know, it's flirty but and you know, but it's not like it's not this intense pressure on him to perform. Unlike so, Animal
2: where they're in foam. <laughs> In well, that's a whole warehouse. different
1: discussion about Ryan Murphy and his need for a bunch of singing boys to be in a, in a warehouse somewhere having a phone party. So know
2: I want to scold him for that, but I just can't bring myself to. Like, you know, my,
0: I, and I will repeat this when I do the <laughs> podcast. I don't, our listeners are going to get so crazy of me repeating things, but um, I will repeat the story in that episode, too. But when my mom watched that for the first time, um, she just looks over to me and she goes, well... That's a little bit obvious.
1: (laughs) Oh, I don't know. They're only pointing in. That's a different episode. We
0: could just talk about that all day. (laughs) Love
2: it. Um,
0: But yeah, no, I think you guys, I agree completely in that, you know, he's not trying to perform anybody for anybody. Nobody has pointed out, Hey, you need to be sexy. This is just Kurt being natural Kurt. And when he is natural, relaxed and comfortable and nobody's watching him and he can just, you know, be himself with this guy that he really likes, then he is very non-baby penguin-ish.
2: And I think that this song is more in his wheelhouse than, say, something like Animal,
0: which I think would
2: allow him to be more comfortable and let loose a little bit more.
1: That's a good point. Well, and, yeah, because Animal is definitely a...
2: It's in a class by itself.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good song. I like it for what it is, but it's definitely it's a, you know it's, it's you know there's the entendre is there. It's it's not a, it's not a classic. It's a it's not exactly a subtle song. No, it's no. not. And, and and you know he's we've seen how he can be about you know like really explicit displays of you know sexuality sexuality, sensuality in front of other people Mm -hmm. and when it's a song that you know still has that same sort of intimate feeling but is not as you know oh oh I want some more right it goes along with his
2: desire for the touch of the hand
1: right or that old Broadway Mm -hmm. musical romance
2: Yep. It's Ginger Rogers
0: and Fred Astaire all over.
1: Yep, pretty much. And that's his comfort zone.
0: I do love, there is a little bit towards the end as I'm looking through these stills that I have, um, where, it, 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 like, Blaine moves in on his physical space and Kurt gets a little bashful and it's a little bit genuine uh-huh. um, that he's like, okay, you're, you really are getting close to me now, you know? Mm-hmm. I kind of love that. I kind of, I just, there's so many layers to the song. And then I think that's why we can talk for almost
1: an hour about it. Well, and one of the things I wanted to point out about the choreography, because I know that you said that it seemed like, you know, it's sort of a cat and mouse thing. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. think it was a real like planned out, planned out choreography. I think that they probably walked in here, said, here's the set. Let's kind of figure out what you guys can do in here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there is a lot of furniture.
2: There is. So It's it's quite the little maze for uh, that little mouse to find his cheese.
0: uh, (laughs) I'll be here um, all night, folks. You know, I love, actually, you know what, I love that you said that that way because, you know, people call it a cat and a mouse game. And we're implying that Blaine would be the cat and and Kurt the mouse. And you said mouse and Uh cheese because we really know which way this actually goes. 100%. (laughs) I mean,
1: there, no, oh, you know, see, I had a comment here. for that, but I feel like maybe it was too far.
0: No, i was going to say in, in
1: either analogy, something is getting eaten. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I will be here all week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: About Folks, if you have small children again. with tender ears
2: listening to this sort of podcast, well, we've gone no, into today, today Dream Believers After Dark.
0: You know what? Shout out to my beloved snarky hag who on her first episode swore every other word. And I'm like, yeah. She knows. I love her. I love her to death.
2: I mean, you really could have one special episode where it is after dark and it's just vulgar.
0: (laughs) I mean, I I feel like there would be enough material. You know, if you of to. I need one of those, those, I do a game, like I'll get the most vulgar people in in fandom on, and I'll pull out and be like, blame things to Kurt in the Christmas episode, and then somebody just adds in how it goes straight to the porn. Oh, good God. (laughs) It
2: could be some sort of podcast version of Cards Against Humanity.
1: Yes!
2: (laughs) Mixed with (laughs) fandom bingo, if we wanted people on Tumblr to play along.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) We could not do a drinking game, though, because everyone would just be unconscious after that it was over. This
2: is this is very true.
1: That's
0: true. I mean, you know, it'd have to be like a drinking game if we mentioned Santana or something. Yeah.
2: Hi, guys. These are the five words that when you hear them, you drink.
1: Now, let me repeat them on a loop for the next five minutes. Santana. Santana.
2: Santana.
1: Santana. <laughs>
0: You know what I kind of want to do? Get um, a, a nice wine cooler for the Blame It On The Alcohol podcast. Well, of course. It has to be pink. It tastes yeah. like pink. It tastes like pink. I, I have pink. some, too. I really should. <laughs> oh, that's
1: so funny.
2: I mean, um, that, that would be quality. Uh, this The the Baby It's side is not nearly as vulgar as it could be, but it is still uh, delightfully sexy. And I think it's one of the sexiest things they've ever done.
0: And I, you know, going from a um, changing gears a little bit, talking about vocally, I hate to say this, I think it's the best vocally they sound together. I agree. Um, it, it's and it's because not, there's they didn't really auto tune anybody in this song. Yeah. No. Well, that, and also the song is really, it, like, a lot of the other songs they do as duets don't really work as duets. This, or not that they don't work, as I, I love, I love yeah. the clean duets, okay? I'm not going to knock those. But um, but this one is meant to be this really gorgeous duet, and and they really, really work it well, together. Well, and it's both comfortably in
2: their range. That, too. You know, nobody is struggling to hit a note. Nobody is having so many layers of auto-tune added onto it to, I don't know, make it hip and cooler with it. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's it's a classic song that really highlights um, some of the, the classic aspects of both of their voices um, mm-hmm. with very simple choreography in a simple setting and you just get the eye flirt throughout it. Right. And so all of these by their powers combined, you end up with Baby, It's Cold Outside, and right. fandom parties. I think the pattern. only
0: thing close to it, which people argue if it's even a duet or not, and I understand that, but would be um, Come What May. Yeah. yeah. This this
2: this one still comes out on top.
0: I think what so for me, be, too. Um, yeah,
2: And I think I think what pushes it over the top is the simple setting. There's mm-hmm. nothing competing with it. That's Come What right. May is such a stylistic piece. And, and
1: yeah, it has it's such an angst fest because right. because, you know, as beautiful so as that song is, you basically have the whole entire turmoil of season four hanging over it.
2: Yeah, spoiler alert! I didn't watch much of that part of season four, and I didn't watch the rest of that episode, only the Come What May part. And so, my well, actually, that episode
1: is probably <laughs> one of my favorite episodes from season four, if only because of Santana and Kurt going on and on and on and on about how Brody is a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Because their interactions make the entire episode. And she has, like, a whole five-minute speech about, you know, Brody and, and how he's, like, plastic and I don't even know what and it is still it's so funny and they're just staring at her like she's gone insane and you know and of course you know and then when Kurt gets called out for crying and he's like yes I have astigmatism it's a new thing it just happened it's like one of my favorite moments So, oh,
2: I, these I boys love- look at where they are in just two short years
1: they're a mess it's like everybody else on an- the show <laughs>
0: i love that, that this podcast uh you know every time you can start talking about baby cold it's cold outside and end up talking about brody being a drug dealer i mean you never know where the, it's gonna go this on this so, show i have this that problem so i'm sorry. sorry
2: no it's okay i'm sorry you're apologizing as if this is a bad thing i feel like it is yeah. Yeah, it's terrible, it's no, We're
0: well. now into season two. Um, if they're not used to my style of doing these podcasts, I'm sure they've stopped listening a long time ago. <laughs> by the way, by the way, it was Home that we did together. Oh, oh! Yeah! That's right, that's because that episode
1: didn't have a lot going on in it, so we kept getting distracted. Actually, it did, we kept getting <laughs>
0: distracted. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> it kept raining you guys back in, come on guys, come oh, on. It yeah. um, was like right. moving
1: pasts. And
0: yet you want us back. <laughs> this one is not that much different. <laughs> no. So, um, actually, coming back to the episode, um, at the end of it, um, I want to just make a quick uh, mention about uh, the, the, how bashful they both are. When oh, they, they my gosh. They're, like oh, yeah. blushing and, they're so-
1: and looking at each other out of their side eyes and their legs are crossed and they're all just, you know, I just wanted just to just, like, ruffle their hair or something well because Cause you're is, so blaine, like, waves
2: his hand and it's like yes you know come onto this couch and kurt just kind of demures and then blaine is like oh shit we're doing this for real okay so he gets bashful and they end up on the couch and it's adorable and i also love that um that blaine was the one who went to the high notes Instead yes. of Yes, and, and even back
1: then, that was a big deal for people that Blaine, who would traditionally take the lower range, and Kurt, who would traditionally take the higher range, switched for the end of the song.
0: Well, there's a good reason for that musically, mm-hmm. because if it goes wrong, you get candles. Yes, That's <laughs> and, true. and we
1: don't want to do
2: that.
0: I'm so sorry for all of you people that love candles. When we get to our original song, I will explain myself. <laughs> yes,
2: all three of you that love candles our apologies it's in the realm of claim songs
1: it's not my favorite claim song but I don't hate it okay name your least favorite claim duet oh crap you got 30 seconds (laughs) I have to go look hang on (laughs)
0: I think a... I need a podcast on "Claim to It." Just "Claim to it. That's it. That's the um, And that
2: podcast would be four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be if you had us on it. Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope my listeners don't get mad when like half the podcast is us laughing. I hope that they're Oops. laughing along. Aren't you all laughing hope so. along? I I want them to have fun too. Um, so, okay, um, then we can get into Blaine saying that Kurt's gonna be much better than the girl. Oh, I mean, come down. on, Blaine, wake up, sweetheart.
2: I don't know how he didn't recognize what was coming out of his own mouth. <laughs> I mean, he's, when, you know, the podcast gets to silly love songs, you know, I wasn't expecting any of this. No, no. <laughs> how did you not understand this? You're making heart eyes at him. You're talking about how you're just gonna be so much better than that
1: girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's like yeah. He... Yeah. I know some of it is writer issues, and we're having different writers for different episodes and you can sometimes run into the same things, especially with like soap operas and things like that, where you have different writers every single day,
2: sure, but at that point, you know somebody's going to get a twin and another person is going to get brain damage <laughs> and end up at the hospital for four weeks while they replace them
0: that 's true it's been very interesting trying to and I do think people have been doing a really good job of it, and I appreciate it um. Connect Blaine from Never Been Kissed through his mentorship of, like, special education through, you know, this kind of awkward, like, he had, you know, through Silly Love Songs and Blame It On The Alcohol where he has different feelings for different people than two original songs. It's a lot of whiplash. And the fact that as a fandom we can connect Blaine's thought process and, and uh, reasoning for doing things and not just throw it by the writers were just, you know, doing whatever they wanted to that week. We can make mm-hmm. it- cool
1: thing. Well, and that and I think in and of itself is the beauty and purpose of fandom is for fandom, it it basically takes the original content and says, I can make this better.
2: Well, you can sum fandom up by, what is it? That gift from Dula Hill in Holes or something? I can fix that? I mean, that's basically what fandom is. I'm pretty sure there's a Tumblr
1: post that says that.
2: (laughs) I I can fix that. Oh mm. fandom. Love ya.
0: So, um, I guess then we get to the end of the scene, um, which is when Will comes in and tries to connect the rest of the plot to this little And
2: ruins to give us
0: a reason to go to Dalton.
2: Because if yeah. we had given them, you know, just you know, a couple more minutes, somebody would have gotten climbed like a tree. <laughs> and then which Will one? comes in. That is I, so I don't understand. It's obviously night outside at this private school. Well, so, okay. You just wander in, even if it okay, even if it was daytime, and it was like in the middle of the school day. One, shouldn't will be at work, and two, it's a private school campus. And as somebody who has worked at schools before, you can't just wander in, crazy random teacher from whatever town. Are we actually? But it's next cool. time well,
0: it's another thing I just don't understand. Here is my thing. Okay. He has to find a, a gift for Sue, and as much as I love connecting Kurt and Sue in, in really weird, twisted ways, out of all the people Will goes to, he has to go to Kurt? <laughs> like, let me drive for a few hours and think about this, and oh, hey, maybe here's Dolphin, maybe Kurt will know, you know? It's, it's
2: weird and inappropriate, even for Schuster, who is the king of weird well. and inappropriate.
0: Well, and even, let's chalk it up to the writing being just a stretch here. I mean, I, you know, it just was. I know.
1: <laughs> it literally, the sole purpose of this interaction is to make Will go to Dalton so that we can have an excuse to see Kurt and Blaine singing to each other. I yeah, will take that if it but means but I get baby going outside.
2: Like, we didn't need to connect it to the larger plot. It could have. They could have literally just put up a card that said, meanwhile at Dalton.
1: <laughs> and randomly, in the middle of this episode, for absolutely no reason, whatever, at all, have Baby It's Called Outside. Yeah. And fandom would have accepted
2: it. But like, yeah, oh, totally sure. would.
0: Totally I will that. say, there, there is one silver lining of his interaction with Will, and it's very oddly not in character. For, I don't want to say not in character, but open for Kurt that he said, you know, when Will is says, you know, somebody special and Kurt says, no, but, you know, he's gay and I'm in love with him and that's progress. And This is
2: true. That is an excellent line. Um,
0: it's, it's nice to hear Kurt kind of doing, making that progress. Right. And Even
2: if it's odd that he's emotionally opening up to you like that. But, yeah. you know, whatever.
1: Well, <laughs> and, and does that mean that he, by, you know, saying something like that to Shoe, it, is it just further to illustrate how much he's pulled away from the rest of the league club since he's been gone?
0: Possibly. Maybe. I was going to actually take it in the direction of being friends with Blaine and developing this relationship has made him more of an open person in certain respects.
2: Or you could say that it was such a wonderful experience that he was afraid that it was a fever dream, and so he figured if he was dreaming, it didn't matter what he said to you. <laughs> This gorgeous boy just stumbled in and ruined my studying. It was amazing. And now my former teacher is in my new school asking me questions about what you should purchase for Christmas for his arch enemy.
1: Sure. Okay, yeah, so whatever. she's writing the porn. Because that sounds exactly like a porn script. <laughs> And then they moan. I
0: mean, I love how absurd. I love how absurd Glee is when you break it down like that.
2: And that's what Uh. you missed on Glee. Oh. Which, I mean, does fit for how realistic the rest of the episode is. If we'd like uh, to move into the rest of the Christmas spectacular.
0: I think that this. would be a nice, I don't think, I think we've covered everything. Um, oh. I don't think there's any more, except for Will, except for um, Kurt. Um, well, the one little tiny thing is Kurt um, expressing that he is, the kids are nicer at Dalton, but he misses McKinley. And I just yeah. think that's a little bit relevant to his mm-hmm. oral arc of the story. But but also that he
1: said something about he. Oh, he asked Mister Sue what he was doing there, and he said, "Did you go looking for somewhere where pencils are primarily used as weapons?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, public school. Uh, But and then also I love I I do I kind of love that there is still a connection between. I never realized until I started doing these podcasts how much of this twisted connection between Sue and Kurt there is. There Um, is, yeah. And um, that he knows exactly what to get her. I don't even remember what it is now that I think of it. It's, oh! It's a tracksuit! With a, like a fur, with the fur thing.
1: Fur yeah. A fur, it's a fur hoodie. That's oh, what it, it is. is. Yes.
0: It's like a black tracksuit with gold, something yeah. or another, in a, in a fur hoodie. Yeah. You know, I'll talk about kind of random things. We get that Terry two second cameo in this where Will is like, I don't know what to um, get people. I'm so bad at gifts. And they do this oh, flashback. Jumper tables. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> it's like, was she contracted for more episodes and they needed to fit her in? Because it's so, like, just,
2: okay. I, I, I thought that scene was hilarious.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but you're right. It's sort of just, the whole episode feels like, like they had this one plot and then the rest of it's just throwing a bunch of shit in there out of, I mean, it's seeing what sticks.
2: I love 80% of this episode. And I find it to be the type of ridiculous throw it at the wall. Something's going to stick. Let's make this as bonkers as possible of Glee that I, that I love. Mm -hmm. And then there's 20% of it where I, so I I just can't get behind the infantilization of Brittany.
1: Brittany. It is,
2: it is something that bothers me throughout the entire series that it's it's one thing for her for them to portray her as a dumb blonde. It's another thing to portray her as as, as a childlike intellect.
0: You know, and even I've been noticing this a little bit more. It's, it's more pronounced when she's dating Artie, like these mm. like with the magic comb and with the baby thing and in and, um, sexy, and it it just like it's really bad in middle season two like when it, she's dating and it's, Artie. it's just uncomfortable. Like the whole. The
2: whole aspect of it is uncomfortable, and like on one hand, I love Sue as the Grinch because it's ridiculous,
0: and that was very well done. I mean,
2: I, I thought that that was hilarious, but Brittany as Cindy Lou Who just kind of gives me the creeps.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I. <sighs> See, and I'm a little opposite. I, I like about 20% of this episode. And there's yeah, other there's
1: parts and I, of this episode I like, but I really just didn't care for the Grinch stuff. And maybe that's because I love the original Grinch,
0: and I just, yeah. you know, nothing
1: can top that See, for me.
0: I, I thought that was um, really clever. I, I I was actually kind of impressed that they went for a full-on making Sue a Grinch thing. I mean, it's they did.
1: Just, they painted her green, and she slithered around the hallways, and that, I mean, that was fine, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't... I didn't love it as much as I had
0: thought I would love it. Right. See, and th- and that's the thing. Like, majority of this episode is the Brittany stuff, and it is Finchel. Like, because they just broke up or something. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like well, I, at okay. This point, so I don't care. Mm-hmm.
1: we can also touch on Rachel and her sudden undying love for Christmas, even though she's Jewish.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because oh, she's trying to get Finn back. At least in this episode, I understand it. Yeah, next episode doesn't make any... Or next Christmas. Yeah, the next Christmas doesn't make any sense. But, you know, so I understand it, and their last Christmas duet in the tree lot, I actually really like that.
2: Mm -hmm. I thought
1: that worked really well. Yeah, I agree. um, Oops. Sorry. I thought we we needed a musical
0: interlude now. (laughs) You know what that was? I hit the wrong tab, and that was um, the Tumblr ad thing. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Shout out to XKit. kit oh <laughs> Yeah. And I have that. It just, every once in a while, it doesn't work, and, you know. So, anyway, I'm sorry. So you get this
1: sudden three seconds of music before it kicks in. Oh, no. Like,
0: ten seconds, but. Oh. Um, let's see here. But, I don't know. I mean, if, like. Yeah, this isn't. This is out of all of the Christmas episodes. All, there's the four of them. This would be my second to least mm-hmm. favorite. I'm sure it's kind of obvious which is the worst, my least favorite one. But the one that we don't uh.
2: talk about. Uh, oh, it, I'm gonna it, have. It to didn't air. That. Remember? There was, I mean, it was just an hour of black on my TV. I mean, it was just completely <laughs> off. I don't understand.
0: I'm gonna have to get somebody who really loves that episode and somebody that really hated that episode. I really hated that, that. Would be episode. fantastic. Absolutely <laughs> hated that episode.
1: Hands down, well, I was yeah. horrified.
2: Again, I yeah. only watched about five minutes of it and said, "Nah, that's okay. We're done." Bless
1: your
0: soul. You, <laughs> you, you did good because I wish I hadn't watched it.
2: Yeah, I feel like I made a good
0: choice. At least the one, the one saving grace about that episode though is that it lists right out. I mean, you can watch the rest of the series, and not, I guess, I mean, I will pull some things out of it, because I kind of have to, um, because I'm forcing myself to do everything, but really, you, you don't need it. Well, so. you could always call that but podcast the, overall enjoyment of the better of yes.
2: that, that they could have done, instead of mm-hmm. what they actually did. There, yeah. was, there
1: was like five really good moments in that episode, and they were all in the first 15 minutes, and, and then mm-hmm. it was just shit after that.
0: And a lot of people, I know I mean the New York stuff is bad but I'm not even a fan of what they did on the McKinley side either so No it was all terrible the whole thing from start to end The only the only good
1: thing about the McKinley side if I'm remembering that episode correctly was Blaine in the angel costume Yeah they did they had when That's they told that
0: Blaine, episode right Okay I have no, no idea. idea I'm trying to block it out Anyway, we'll go up to... See, and this one is much higher than that one. But no, I like the other two. I'm actually a really big fan of Glee, actually. I kind of love that one. Mm And um, and Extraordinary Merry Christmas.
1: It's, um... Well, Extraordinary Merry Christmas will always be my favorite for the Glee Christmas Spectacular because nothing will ever top that bit of 15 minutes. (laughs)
2: That was magic.
1: That was absolute, (laughs) complete, total, just brilliance. Right there. I can't, like... Every year, I will watch just that 15 minutes.
2: <laughs> I love it. Um, but something else that I loved about this episode, um, I actually really enjoyed the uh, their attempt to carol their way through oh. classrooms. Yes. <laughs> yes. So,
1: Welcome Christmas. I mean, and we talked about the whole Grinch thing, so Welcome Christmas is one of my like top five Christmas songs. Because it's classic. Because it's classic, because... I love chorus music obviously or I wouldn't even be watching this show. <laughs> um but and I thought that their version of Welcome Christmas is absolutely gorgeous. It's very good. It's really good, and it's one of the few things that I, I actually did like that they took from the original Grinch. I thought that they did a good job, second only to when they're singing this song, the teacher takes off her shoe, and she throws it at them. And that is still, <laughs> to this day, one of the funniest things I have ever seen.
2: I like both of the songs that they, uh, that they caroled through. Uh, classrooms for the four We Need a Little Christmas when it was with the students and one of my favorite things about that um, that scene is um, seeing Lee Jordan from Harry Potter <laughs> as <laughs> one of the students Really? I didn't know yeah, that uh, uh, Magnitude from uh, Community or Sid for anybody who watched Gallivant. which if you didn't you should watch the entire second speech it's amazing <laughs> Um, but, yeah, he's the last student who, uh, who makes a comment. And I'm like, oh,
0: I love you. This is fantastic. (laughs) I love it. Well, um, do you guys want to wrap up this Christmas one and move on over to the Sue Sylvester shuffle? Yes, the Uh, the, tongue-tied title. I call it the the SSS.
1: You know, this episode, I think it went through a couple of different title changes because they couldn't figure out exactly what they wanted to call it. And this was the, for people who didn't know, this was the post-Super
0: Bowl TV show of yeah. that year. And so, I, I think that's really, really important for people to know because I think the way they structured the episode plus well, a, a lot different. of the things that happen
1: in the episode and the feeling of over-the-top, for glee. Yes. is one of the reasons why because right. they wanted to capitalize on that post Super Bowl audience. And this and this is an episode that is trying to introduce
2: people who do not normally watch glee to glee. to glee. And, well,
0: I think, I mean, I think this episode does work. I do think it's a good episode in general. Mm -hmm. However, I think it's very not Glee-like in a lot of ways, and I think that... And I think um, it shows in specific places. It's tailoring to this football crowd, which, like, it's just not the same group of people. I mean, there Um, are... Crossover. I'm not saying there can't be crossover, Uh, but I'm just saying like you start off, you have this big, and I even really love this that opening number. I love the the opening number. It's obvious that you know like here are these half naked cheerleaders with fire everywhere. I'm like, come on. (laughs) Well, and then how are you going to get of this Episode episode without
1: fire
2: coming out of their boots.
1: Well, yeah, and the main plot of the episode is the whole big lead up to the championship game. Right.
0: And which would never happen in February you don't
2: normally see.
0: But it's oh, yeah. That's true. Honestly. It would be over in February. That's <laughs> yeah. a good point. But um but also like think about it I can never not help I mean I know Kurt and Blaine were really kind of shoved in last minute, but they don't show up until episode or uh, minute twenty six. Well here's, so it's like, here's the thing about that is there was more to them in this
1: episode and they were cut. No oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. That is just
1: horrible That is a Um, crazy. they, ha- okay, so you know how they go to the game together at the end
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They
1: actually, there's a whole conversation between them after Bills, Bills, Bills that was cut
0: Oh yeah, but that's too gay to put in a post-Super Bowl <laughs> but I After want they sing
1: Bills, 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 Bills Well, and the best part about this is, is that when they were filming Bills, Bills, Bills and Ryan saw it he stopped them and said, no needs to be more gay Did
0: he really? Oh yeah <laughs>
1: The, when, when, you know, all the flamboyant would, uh, hand movements and stuff that Blaine is doing, that's because Ryan made them make it more flamboyant. It's, I would love
2: to see the two-hetero version of Bill, Bill, Bill <laughs> that was the original. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, it is, It is. but I still think it's a little toned down from something that they do in the, you know, later. Well, and,
1: and, and you I notice Bill, that Bill. in... <laughs> in in other mom. songs, there's a lot of interplay between Kurt and Blaine because, you know, they're the main warblers. But you don't. There's a little bit of it here, but it's not really. It's all of them just singing a song,
0: right? And I'm, I'm, that's one of the things in my notes is that if you take a look at this and you didn't know the show, I mean, yeah, you would probably look at this song and go, "Okay, God, that's gay," but you know, <laughs> would not say. <laughs> not, I'm gonna get some hate mail. Um, no, but you. Um, but it's like you would not necessarily know that these two characters are in a romantic, whatever you want to call it,
1: or in mean, a will they won't they relationship right now.
0: Right,
2: they're really the it, Sam and, and Diane of this whole thing.
0: And and because we have yeah, <laughs> and I think they were trying to tone that down. I mean, look, it focuses on Finn and Puck and and even the like and I. Kowalski I has the main plot of this yeah. episode.
1: How wonderful. Kowalski.
0: It's amazing. But he, not, his, his sexuality is not brought up.
1: No. At all. Not at all. Not even, and the, the other thing is, is what he did to Kurt,
0: not really talked about either. No. It is at the end a little bit, and I, did, I don't know Not if you wanna... to the
1: degree that uh, uh, myself and multiple people in fandom at the time, and even to this day, felt like it should have been. Because this
2: no, episode was
0: not really, for us. This episode no. was for the masses. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. But um, I don't know which way, direction you guys want to take this in, but I do have some All thoughts about Krocchi that I wanted to mention just because uh, even though not connected to the claim plot line... Yeah, let's get Krocchi out of the way. Is, um, he's a I, hard I subject. That, um, talking about him is relevant only because it re... Relates to things that happen down the road. Yeah. This part of the storyline. And it's kind of funny because I said when I first watched this, I'm like, if Krovsky joins Glee Club, I quit the show. Because um, I hated him so much then. Man, I'm still not a fan. Um,
1: hate him slightly him. less, really, still not a fan. Yeah, no,
2: right. not there's, either. Really, no, but, there's, there's, um, there's no,
1: I, no. As, as As a character, he's not my favorite, but as a person who looks at characters objectively, I find Mm -hmm. him endlessly fascinating. I can get behind that. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why he was showing up in a lot of my stories written around this time, or even there's a series that I did written in season three where he showed up because I liked him interacting with the other characters. Mm -hmm. And because I find him a fascinating character and I want to get inside his head, but I don't actually like him. Right. right, and
2: as somebody well, who was watching it because I just wanted to escape to a
0: wonderful world of gay Hogwarts, <laughs> I'm not a fan. No. Well, and do you mean like, I feel like this is an important piece where he starts kind of his redemption arc of season two. I'm like, without kind of this first step of him starting to kind of accept himself, like, anything else that happens and then it doesn't make as much sense, and it, it like... I don't know, for me, it's important to put in there, or otherwise, you know, you get to season six, and you're like, what? And your brain just explodes. <laughs> so, the
1: the thing that kills me, I think, the most about this episode is that it feels like the depth of, of his the depths of his bullying is sort of swept under the rug. And and I agree that some of that is because, yes, it was written for the masses, not written for the fans. You know, the ones who are watching it every week, they're trying to attract new people. So they don't want to get quite, get into that quite so much, especially in an episode that sh- probably should be relatively lighthearted. Right. In that sense, because it's, you know, post-Super Bowl, people are probably drunk and, you know, whatever. So they're not, you know, they're not trying to be too complex. Um, of course, this is also the episode that Sue wants to shoot Brittany out of a cannon,
2: so... <laughs> which is one of my favorite plot lines. I it is miss. really
1: funny. <laughs> oh, it's just, just, yeah. I don't hate that plot line, uh, and I actually think them quitting the Cheerios because of it is such like. A little thing, but impacts the entire rest of the season. It does.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing about this episode. As much as it's written for the the mass audience, it is really pivotal in a lot of ways. It sets and up the entire second half of does. the season. It mm-hmm. does,
1: well, and it's interesting because this is the first episode back, and so you wouldn't think that doing that it would do that, but it does. And, and it so, does, in does that have way, some of it my my actually favorite works.
2: moments In this episode, and it has
1: some of my favorite music.
2: Yeah.
1: Because it's got... She's not there.
2: Which is an amazing... It's got...
1: Song. It's amazing. And the zombie stuff they do, all of that is so great. And the thriller has a role mashup. I mean, costumes yes. aside, the actual mashup is awesome.
2: hmm
1: I think you that know? was one of their most successful mashups. Like I, just, It is. I bust I that love. song out every Halloween. I love
2: that
1: song. I love it. Um, you know... And uh, and Tina is amazing in this episode. When's the last time I liked
0: Tina? Well, when's the last yeah. time
2: Tina had anything substantial to do?
0: Well, and that's the nice thing. I do like that they had like the girls playing football. That was just absolutely. Yeah.
1: We're just we're like just gonna lay best.
0: down. We're just gonna lay down, down, down. And <laughs> down. And then and just, Tina's like, I want the but ball. I want to. I want I to I play. <laughs> I, I like that, and I like that they, you know, made it. There's definitely a ugly message in that the arts are important, and that the football the players learn something from music, and and so they're, you know, please usual subtle anvil to the head. Um, I did like that puck almost took out a bunch of people with his guitar. I enjoyed
1: that quite a bit. Yes, yes, that was. But, that was good um,
0: but going back to, uh, going back to. Uh, minute twenty six and bills bills bills, which comes out of nowhere. Um, I know that because well, they mind. go to commercial and they
1: come back and suddenly we're at Dalton and <laughs> a bunch of boys in uniforms are
0: singing about how you can't pay their bills. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean I can't. Most ninety nine out of a hundred of these songs with Kurt and Blaine I can fit in contextually. I can't with this. Song. Don't even really, care. So <laughs> don't
2: even care. Don't even I mean, care.
0: It's, it's nope.
2: one of my favorite songs, regardless because. Dusty's child is brilliant, and let's just yes. Um, but I, it, it's ridiculous, and it's out of nowhere, and they all look like they're having a blast doing it. And so I just kind of consider it the same way that I consider rock the boat. It's mm. out in the middle of nowhere. You're being ridiculous. It's wonderful.
0: Oh yeah, and, and you're, you're all working
2: and it's adorable. And I actually wonder for the for the the songs that they have the warblers do. I mean, are these songs that were already in like the Beausoleils' playlist. I mean, do they already have
1: these yes. songs? And Ryan Murphy just like Yeah, that might have been. Going, he, did. he did. In he did. In season two, they did. I think about ninety percent of the songs that they did were songs that the the Bubs had already. Okay. Um, what's the word like I'm they looking they for? Broke they down are, into they that arrangement. Yeah. They already had it, and they they said we like this arrangement, we want to use it, exactly. and and then they just basically flew Darren into sing lead. Oh. Because we don't actually, we don't actually hear the real Warbler voices until Blackbird.
0: Um, God bless that's... the
2: Warb- the uh, Beelzebub's because Beelzebub's. oh I
0: know their arrangements are, are really quite amazing. They are and
2: they... incredibly tight
1: vocally. It's fantastic. Yes. Well, they have to
0: be though, and and, 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 and even... I love that. That um, and I'm gonna go ahead and take Darren on this. I love that Darren can kind of just slip in there and and just yeah with them. I mean you know. it, it
1: really speaks volume of Darren as a, as a musical talent that he just walks into this classically trained, you know, award winning musical group that's you know pretty well known for acapella and just walks right in and it sounds like. It he's always been there. Yes, yes. and it, yeah, he's done he that stuff. with um, performing with the Weapon Poops too, mm. and and he yeah. sounds
0: like he's one of them, and I just find that endlessly fascinating about him. But speaking of not fitting in, um, it's so funny because everybody knows that they they lip sync their songs. However, Kurt's lip syncing, and because I'm so used to Kurt or Chris's <laughs> voice, I'm like, oh, this is painful because <laughs> I can't, you know, because you can't hear him, and, right? And, I, I, it makes me wonder I'm, if they just if they just didn't know what to do with Kurt's voice, or if they just thought it would be too jarring within the texture of it. They probably do not They recorded jarring. him for this song. Yeah. Well, sorry, you guys
1: broke a. Oh, the same sorry. <laughs> I don't think he was recorded for that song. I think no. all of the background was was to be honest, Bubs. So, um, the reason why it's so jarring is because you're not actually hearing him because he's not even there.
0: Right, yeah. exactly. Um, there are a couple little things in this uh, little thing, though. There is one actual kind of really cute moment between Kurt and Blaine, and it's covered up mostly by somebody's head. But <laughs> during one of the things, like, Blaine grabs Kurt's hand for something, like, he's shaking it, and they're a little flirty with each other, and you have to watch this, the scene, like, ten times to even notice it. But well, I'm like, have- oh, oh.
1: They have, like, um, when uh, Blaine jumps up on top of the sofa, which is, I believe, the start of Blaine climbing on the furniture. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and he's puppy? pretending to drive his car. He does it right by Kurt's head, and <laughs> Kurt is just, just... He's all lit up. He's laughing. His face is flushed. You can tell he's having a good time. And And then there's one other second... Where they're sort of like playing at each other face to face for half like uh, like literally five seconds, it goes by so fast.
0: Yeah, no, so there's it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know what scene if it was from last night or something I was doing this morning. Where I, no, it might have been in Blaming in the Hustle Hall, where it at, Chris breaks at one point when um you have to it's like the split end second of something, and he's supposed to be a little bit more serious. And he starts laughing, and I'm like, oh, my God. I, I wish I could remember where it was, though. Um, and there was a point that I was tying this in with right here, and I, it's gone.
1: Back to character?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was something about breaking character, but I don't remember why I was talking about it. Never mind. It'll come back to you in a minute, and you'll just exactly. blurt it out. Anyway, there's a nice little side story. Oh, <laughs> but I love, I love Bill, Bill, Bill. Um, love the song, and, uh, I love yeah, the arrangement,
2: love all their... Aside t- from the fact face. that
1: it's it's completely contextless, it, it, well, I guess, matter. I mean, because then Blaine mm-hmm. goes, hey, regionals, the, you know, the, 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 there's our number, or whatever.
0: Hey, and he throws paper in, in the air. He does. He? Yes, yeah.
1: he, he does. It's the first time he throws paper, and then that becomes a thing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he, he uh, throws his bills.
1: That's right. Yep. I love it. Well, yep. So, can, there, can, we, can we talk about. Okay, so they did cut the scene originally in the script. They were supposed to talk about Kurt missing his friends and wanting to go watch the big game, and Blaine says he'll go with him because Kurt was nervous about going back to McKinley because of Kurovsky. That would have All made of that so was much cut.
2: sense. Why the hell did yeah. you cut that? Time.
1: That's time, because it's, because it's already it's a long.
2: So this is already a long time. episode, and I want
1: to say, did it go over?
2: Yeah,
1: it did. Yeah, it did. I it's a little so. bit longer. I think
0: Born This Way is still the longest one, but this is. one is like 48, 9 minutes comparatively to the regular 42, 3. Yeah, Born This Way, they
1: they knew it was going to be over well ahead of time, though. Yeah, they and knew that. They yeah. knew that. I don't know if they intended this one to be over or or be in the time, and then when they started filming it, it went over, and they just let them go over because, well, it's post-Super Bowl, and what are you going to show after that, the news? I mean, you know. Well, post Super Bowl, you have a lot more flexibility
2: with, you know. Time. With time. I mean, considering yeah, yeah. that you don't know when the game is actually going to end.
1: To end, um, yep.
2: And so you can make it longer, and they'll just add in whatever commercials they need to get it to end at whatever point they need to end.
1: Pretty right, much. Exactly. Yeah. So. They should uh, have
2: added that scene. They could have cut out anything, you know, with Kurovsky or Kurovsky <laughs> or, I don't know, Kurovsky. I want this scene. <laughs> I know. I mean, if told- you
1: look, I want to say that um, th- this script is one of the ones the boxing project got their hands on, and that's how we trip. found out about it.
2: I want it as real life. I well. know.
0: Didn't I'm sure they filmed it too. I'm so mad that the the um, DVD extras never had deleted scenes. I I know people used to get upset about bloopers, and I'm like, I can live without bloopers. I but want deleted me. scenes. I want to. Well, some idiots. of them. I, I could live without a lot of the the deleted stuff. in loser like me, that can stay on the cutting room floor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want the deleted scenes that I want, the ones yeah, that turn exactly. the characters that I enjoy. Like yeah, and. <laughs> Cain. And plain, and I don't know,
0: plain, plain. <laughs> Wait a, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you, you like Clayne? You know, is that what I don't
2: is? talk about it much, but I feel like this is a safe space that I can talk <laughs> about these characters oh my, that yeah. I really enjoy, and so I just want to say for all to hear that I love Clayne. There, uh, I've said it, and I, I appreciate Our it. Her name oh. is
1: Space Orbiter David and she loves Clayne.
2: <laughs> my name is Steve no, and Pam. I love Clayne.
0: Yeah. We should just go around the circle and, and <laughs> I figure out act. Like,
2: That's great. Uh,
1: so, anyway. Okay. So, instead, what follows is the start of one of the best Glee memes in the history <laughs> of fandom, which is Kurt and Blaine <laughs> at the Lima Bean with Rachel
2: and Mercedes. And for anyone who needs a refresher as to what the glorious. Glorious meme it says, was just on my dash earlier now, today. Now, I don't want to sound cocky or anything, but you and your ragtag team of poverty-stricken homophobes and enablers better bring it at rage because me and my boys at Gay Hogwarts are fucking flawless. Now, talk at me while
1: I eat. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for the longest, and even now, I cannot look at Blaine and, and this scene and not go now, talk at me while I eat. But the worst part, the worst part
2: was when I rewatched this for when I rewatched the episode for this podcast and they got to that scene and they were saying like, what's actually in the scene. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how this, <laughs> that's not how this <laughs> goes. <laughs> what, what about gay Hogwarts? And what about talking at you while you eat?
1: <laughs> I
2: mean, that has become such a, a amazing part of uh, my psyche that even watching the correct version is like, no, this is wrong wrong.
0: You know what else is kind of funny about the scene? Not to nothing will beat the talk me talk to me while I eat. I, I you can't do that. But um, they use a shot of Mercedes' reaction twice. I've seen this scene enough really? times. Do they, they? really? Yeah, they do. They're, it's where she turns her head and her in her star earring kind of jingles. Uh-huh. It's just her and she's got. They do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm like, am I crazy? Am I seeing things? And i like, play it again. And, like, no, it really is a, a double. That's the editing. funny. Oh, wow. I, don't know. I
2: guess somebody was drunk in the editing bay that day. It's like,
1: nah, like really this is really That happens a lot.
0: <laughs> no, it was probably more of, do we need a, re, a Mercedes reaction shot? Uh, let's use this one again. <laughs> Nobody will notice.
1: It's after the Super
2: Bowl. They're drunk. It's fine. <laughs> Nobody's going to
1: watch this scene 6,000 times. <laughs>
2: yes. How could we ever expect anybody to watch a scene six thousand times?
1: Especially with Blaine sticking that coffee straw in his mouth, over, over and, and over. over and over. Yeah, buddy. And then, oh. and then eating biscotti.
2: And over and over. And over. And over. <laughs> <I> over.
1: <laughs>
0: This scene also cracks me up in that it's really the only reason why they're there, too, is to spout off this exposition to give Mercedes and Rachel the idea that they could play for the And team. I love
1: that that in, inadvertently becomes Blaine's idea. Of course. It's Blaine's idea for them to play. In a roundabout sort of way. He's like, well, can't you just get some more players?
2: Well, because inevitably well, sh- there has to be somebody who knows these arcane rules. And why wouldn't it be...
1: Blaine? Blaine, Blaine likes, likes, who likes... Who's is but, but he like, likes football, so he's but, breaking stereotypes.
2: But Kurt likes scarves.
1: <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> that is... Okay, so this line... It is that line is like literally up there right underneath fashion has no gender. Blaine likes football I like scarves. I
2: like scarves. And I mean how many of us have actually said that to somebody in real life? My hand is raised because I have used that in real life I'm pretty sure that
0: I have at least once. Of course. Oh I'm sure I have too.
2: And the best part is using it with people who don't understand the reference.
0: No I know. But I, I
2: did use that once at work. It was like mm, you like football but I like scarves. <laughs> and one of my coworkers looked at me and was like you like scarves? I'm like Yes, yes, I like. Have yeah, to be there. This is totally about scarves. I, I can't. I don't have the time to explain this to you. We oh, we never get our. I need done. to.
0: I need to start a thing where um, write down what phrases from Glee you use in everyday life. And one of mine is always, whenever I'm like looking for a pencil, I go, "Oh, there you are." <laughs> oh, I have to think That's about that one. Forever. And I have done I that before. I say that all the time in my head. I've been looking for you forever. (laughs) And it's like my pen. Which I
2: mean, you could write an entire original song about it. Yeah, I I have done that with um uh, a headband before. My headband. I have done that with a headband
0: before. Oh, I love that. But yeah, there really isn't much more to the scene other than you know they're complaining. Like Rachel and Mercedes are complaining and. What, what do uh, Blaine and Kurt say about their number? It's so hot that it's something... I don't know. They're talking about their song for regionals that they don't do. Again, um, I don't
2: remember what the actual real-life word are. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched
1: it. But she can quote the meme like nobody has it. Oh, I'm trying to remember what they said. It was something about how... They were telling Rachel and Mercedes how McKinley needed to like bring it or whatever yeah. to regionals because they just did a number so hot. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what he said. Like the something was on fire. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I want to say your panties will melt, but I know that that's not the correct one either. <laughs> no, <laughs> <it's> not. <laughs> not. <laughs> that's nowhere near the right thing. But unfortunately, that's the only thing I can think. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. Let's just go with that. Uh, So it's... (laughs) (laughs) But I love that that's the, you know, Mercedes and Rachel are like, yeah, your problems are hard, but let's talk about us now. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) And these are the problems that we're having with the McKinley football team. Who would have
0: expected that? You know what? We can't forget to talk about... um... There's that debate on whether Kurt stayed at Dalton or not, and at this point he hasn't. He isn't because he's bringing Finn warm milk every night. But I also could read oh, that as a okay.
2: or something. I mean, I don't know. I personally, I enjoy the mental image of them, you know, bunking together at at Dalton boarding and school. And boarding school. Let's let's just have you know the boarding school vouching a wow wow. Um, but they never. <laughs> They never actually clarify it any which way. Ryan
1: Murphy said that it's not a boarding school.
2: Well, Ryan Murphy is wrong.
1: (laughs) Ryan Murphy also thinks that Westerville is 20 minutes outside of Lima. Exactly.
2: I mean, can we really trust him on his opinions about Dalton? Because they've been wrong on
0: so many different levels. Um, I would like to say though, I I don't really care about geography the way a lot of people sometimes seem to really. There are a lot of things I do get really picky on, but like the geography stuff, how people try to like fix it and fix. I'm like, don't even bother. I mean, why are you?
1: But I mean, <laughs> that could have only I, I You know what? I, I most of the time is... I can let it go. But this was actually a raging fandom debate for a long time, and I feel like that's part of the reason why it bugs me so much. And because I'm in Ohio... I was going to say, and because you're in Ohio, too, probably. It really is irritating, because I know I cannot get from Westerville to Lima in less than two hours. I also feel that way about New York, and they, you, I mean, they got you're to Stout, Westerville but
2: easier than they. I mean, they got to New York easier than they got to Westerville. They're like, yeah, we're just going go no, to pop in. No, there's a train that
1: runs from Lima right into New
0: York.
2: Oh god, <laughs> I don't know where the hell
0: this train is, but I'd love it's to get not, on it. And I don't. know. It's not even the time. I'm like, how do these? Because I have a friend of mine that lives in New York, as everybody probably knows by now, and I only go see him like once every other year because tickets. From Detroit to New York are so freaking expensive. Money is Or no I have to drive. And I don't know if you guys have ever tried to park in Manhattan. No, nope, but it's don't okay. even want to think about it.
2: No! Because I take the train from D.C.
0: Yeah. And even there.
2: then, that's still a solid four to five hours depending on which train you get in.
1: At right,
0: exactly. I mean, it's just insane. <laughs> I'm like, how do they have the money to keep. How did. How did Blaine have the money to not only buy a piano but ship it into the loft? I I'd, I'd just you know, if
2: Glee was on right now, they'd probably also have like seven different tickets to Lin Manuel Miranda's last performance in Hamilton.
0: Oh, that's true. But, you well, know, Rachel was
2: trying they to buy to like tickets to
1: Cats when it had been off Broadway for I don't even know how many years. I was like, come on, Rachel. Even I know the Cats is closed.
0: <laughs> oh man. But um, also going back to the um the little moment here, I just I think it's very sweet that Kurt is bringing Finn more milk. I love and, that because and, that more milk Blaine's thing. More milk. Yeah, I love it's Blaine's delicious. Of it. <laughs> that
2: whole kind of are you kidding me thing is like it's delicious. Don't even judge. We get so
0: much of Blaine like hard eyeing Kurt all the time that I mean it doesn't really come back until season six when he's just like. Really, Kurt. Really, he's like you're really? just the only person I know who would do that. And you know, there's probably that's a special true mug for
2: a lot of
1: things, Kurt. Of course, he. They have their own mugs, and Kurt makes some warm milk, and then they sit down and have heart-to-heart chats. They do. <laughs> they share their feelings. Oh man. <laughs> I'm 99% sure this is also how Kurt found out about Finn's browser history that he blackmail,
0: blackmails him with. Him. Oh, that's a good point. Probably. That's soon.
2: Oh, what? Finn's not smart enough to uh, remember to clear that out.
1: Or to password protect his computer.
2: Or even to back out of the page. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Sorry, that was not nice. I like Finn. He's, <laughs> he's wonderful. Finn Finn is a doll, but he is not the sharpest knife in the drawer. No. But he ha- he's,
0: he's he's the knife with the biggest heart. Oh, Yeah. So, um, kind of, the only other Kurt and Blaine in this scene are when they're in the stands. And it's not very many, it, it, but it's the whole, it's, it's Bert and Carol and, and uh, Kurt and Blaine. Do they and kill and Blaine after me. he sits
2: down? Because each time they shoot to the family, it's just Carol and Kurt.
1: He's there, but I think some he's of there. it is that Darren is really short. Yeah, and he's off to <laughs> the side. Yes.
0: Well, that. But he is off the side. He other is fans. there.
1: What kills me about this scene towards the end? So, Blaine is there with Kurt, and they're sitting with his parents. And
0: we do not get Ker- Carol and Bert meet Blaine.
1: I
2: know.
0: I know, and I don't, that's why it drives me nuts when people, like, that scene, um, when we get to uh, um, blame it on the alcohol, we're like, oh, this is the first time Bert meets Blaine, and I'm like, no. No, no they've met. It's the first time that Blaine, or er, that Bert walks in and Kurt's
1: got a boy in his bed. <laughs> yeah. A boy who's <laughs> really doesn't know where he is right now. And, you know, Bert handles that
2: much better than, uh, say, my parents would have.
1: <laughs> well, I'm 99% sure that if I came upstairs and found, m- if I, I, in a situation if my son eventually decided that he was gay, whatever, he hasn't really indicated one way or the other at this point, he's only nine, in this situation, if I came upstairs and there was a boy in his bed, I'd be freaking out. Not because there's a boy in his bed, but because there's say, a boy in his, his bed! bed. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? Why are, why are you having sleepovers? Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. all sleepovers must be pre-approved.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I had uh, back in my day, it was the open door policy and feet on the floor policy.
1: Oh, yeah. See, I wasn't enough to have boys over when I was. No. Or my mom's was no boys in the house when I'm not home. And when I am home, you're not allowed to go upstairs.
2: Yeah, mine mine was uh, not upstairs because that's where the bedrooms were. Yep. And you could be on the on the first floor, but uh, you had to have the feet on floor.
0: See, and this is how cool uncool I was in high school because there weren't any rules. Because a, I only had one guy friend at the time, and two, he was gay, and my parents <laughs> knew that. And you could just go ahead and pull whatever you want out of that about me, but that's like, so. No, I didn't really have any rules. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. the pa- parental rules. I'm sure um, they would have, you know. But
2: Oh, well, that would be a good question. If I had wanted to bring gentlemen callers um, <laughs> home, what would the rules have been? Because you'd either have yeah. that, oh, sweetie, I would have trusted you because they're looking back and lying through their teeth. Or they would not have been allowed in the house.
0: Yeah. See, no, because they're I'm overconversing. about it. Like, my parents, I have brothers, and they would bring girls home, and it was an open-door policy. Like, they would go in and check on them, so that kind of oh, thing. Oh, my
2: parents would find so many excuses to walk past that room. <laughs>
0: well, we're, uh, we're taking
2: the long way to the kitchen. What's going on, guys? You uh you watch anything interesting?
1: I decided to use the bathroom up here, you know, more comfortable.
2: Exactly. <laughs> uh, did I uh, leave my shoes in here? No. No, we don't leave the shoes in the living room? Okay. Just, uh, it's time for
1: me to start doing that laundry. Do you have
2: anything that needs washed? You know, I really need to vacuum this room, so, uh, all right, everybody, get out. You're, uh, gonna have to go outside now, because it's vacuuming time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how many fan are there where Bert, like, walks by the room? (laughs) But Bert is always way
2: more chill about
0: this than anybody's parent
2: that I ever knew growing up. (laughs) I mean, I, you you know... None of this, you know, oh, my, just come downstairs when you're ready. It's like, nah, no.
0: I always love the secret packs that Kurt and Finn have, where they would, like, alternate nights, and, like, if one of them was doing something, the other one has to be on Bert Watch or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's actually a, a semi-canon thing, because in the first time, that's sort of what was going on. Carol and Burt were out of town, so... Uh, Finn, or I think Kurt was doing something so Finn could have the house to himself, or I don't know. They were setting it up so that they could go be with Rachel and Blaine, and their parents would know.
0: Well, yeah, but you never really got to see them right. like, working that out, though. I mean, you, you, yeah, you I kind, of want to, to you kind of want
2: to see somebody actually standing lookout and, like, causing a distraction. It's like, yeah. hey, we shouldn't leave the kitchen because I've got a whole lot of discussions that we have to have.
1: Like, I mean, uh, have you thought about... Remember that
2: sex talk you wanted to
1: give me, Dad? I think I, we should I'm have it right it. now. Could, could
2: we be very detailed and uncomfortable? I, think <laughs> I need some diagrams. And then can you imagine Finn having to be the distractions? Like, yeah, so, like, what How about, about them the Buckeyes? <laughs> what, what about the Buckeyes? I mean, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about this
1: <laughs> in detail.
2: Um, I'm, I'm failing all of my classes. I didn't even know I was taking history (laughs) I decided that I'm going to go to college for Spanish because Mr. Shue is amazing (laughs) he has really enhanced the amour in my corazón I'm pretty sure that's how you say it thanks
1: Bert. (laughs) Oh, uh, I mean, uh, you
0: know what else we never really got, and I've never, I, at least I, I can't say that I've read that many fics. But um, the really awkward where Finn and Rachel are trying to do it with like Kurt and Blaine are, and it's just bad. It's like no success anywhere. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a
2: wonderland of opportunity,
0: Oh man. Uh. But anyway, getting to the, back to the episode, um, there is a really cute moment where Kurt is miming the, the thriller dance that Carol... Yes, that is adorable. But you know what all, this always reminds me of, though? There's this interview with Chris Colfer where so he was he was not happy during this time period because they all went to London and um, they got back. Yes. And, they, and then they, so they were asking him about it and, and um, he... They're like, oh, yeah, the cast just went to London and is now doing Thriller, and how do you feel? And he goes, well, at least I get to sing a Beyonce song. And it was really snarky. <laughs> Can you blame him? <laughs> I mean, you could just tell he was just not happy.
1: <laughs> and I forget exactly why he wasn't able to go. I want to say it was something Because they were filming doing
0: Beyonce song. <laughs> because they were filming something with the Warblers is why. Ah, okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, I know you're not right, happy yeah, but
2: so... I love some warblers. <laughs> the warblers could have stayed forever and I would have been happy. Yeah,
1: yeah pretty, pretty much. I love them. Yeah, and so basically this episode was them um, it was what Bills, 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 slime Bean scene. That's it.
0: That's all yeah, I've and, got and because and I've the it. end. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's
1: all they're in. Um so can okay, we can we talk for a minute about how utterly amazing thriller has uh, a role is though so the costumes good. and the staging and just the the mashup itself was it was one of the numbers that they really did that really just worked and I just I absolutely just love that whole thing.
2: It's amazing. <laughs> it it
0: was very so, well done. Mm-hmm.
2: So good. <laughs> yep. Um, and I and I love when they do mashups. You know, I I think that they're fun. I think that it's something a little different. I think that it's um, fun for me to sing along in my car with them. Um, mm-hmm. But this one, I think, um, is is one of my
1: favorite ones. It's
2: either it's either one, number one or number two.
1: Yeah, um, I was going to say, because rumor has it, someone like you is was say, probably uh, we the had- best one they ever
0: did. Yeah, even though <laughs> you'll hear me whine about it in, the last, in that last tournament, but no, it really, it does deserve a lot of the accolades they gave. It's, it's very good. I just like to be whiny most of the time.
2: <laughs> I mean, you're certainly the only one on this podcast who's ever complained about anything. I did not spend a solid five minutes complaining about not being able to get a scene filmed. <laughs> For anybody who's listening, you can just... Uh, erase that
0: part of your memory because that totally did (laughs) not (laughs) happen. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's kind of the episodes. I I, I think we kind of hit on everything unless there's more plot that you want to talk about from Sue Sylvester. Oh! Oh, we should. You know what we should talk about Mm. right before? This is a great way to end it. The um, biggest losers of 2010 or 9 or whatever they were in. 11. I don't know. That's um, the cameo with Katie Couric yes. uh, Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> the economy. Lindsay Lohan's dog. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: oh, and the other thing that I thought was funny about this episode is it's yet another misspelled tattoo. Cause isn't, I'm blanking. Isn't this the one where she gets the tattoo on her back, or was that something else?
1: Oh, uh, God. Who's I don't know.
2: Sister? She gets her face and Sue Sylvester tattooed on her back. Yes, it has to be this one because you said, yeah. like, nothing excites me anymore. And they misspelled her name. It's like, your name is Sue Sylvester, right? Oh,
0: that's right. I completely... I forgot so- all about that. I've actually watched this episode. But...
2: <laughs> it's yet yet another misspelled tattoo. Oh, um, my... Ryan. Recycling oh. your good ideas.
0: At least it's got Ben-Midler. I mean, It does. It's yeah. something that
2: we can all think about and, and be assured that it's that got Bette Midler.
0: Uh, you know, though, I will have to – I want to end on the note that it is nice that we can take these episodes that barely have any Kurt and Blaine in them and stretch it out to <laughs> <Jeez>, so much.
1: <laughs> I could literally make five minutes of Klain
0: last. <laughs> we did.
1: Into two hours. We did. Into two Baby hours.
0: Baby, cold outside. And it's you like, want to you know why <laughs> –
1: you want to know why? Because that's what we did when the show was originally airing. We Damn literally straight. would take five minutes of airtime and make that shit last for a week at least.
2: Damn straight. I mean, well, and on I hiatus mean, weeks, we could make it last a well,
1: month. Yeah, well, because, uh, baby, it's cold outside, and they didn't come back until February. Yeah. Mm. We, so that's normally not they would have yeah. come back mid-January, but because they were coming back after the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, it was the first or second weekend in February before they aired. So mm. instead of the normal th- three-ish, four weeks that you would have to wait, we had to wait for a month and a half.
0: You know, the longest feeling, though, even though this was not really that long of a hiatus, was between the breakup and, and the role you were born to play, though. God, that was a really long hiatus.
1: You know why? Because the <laughs> fandom went insane.
0: It did, but we'll
1: save that for later. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like hiatuses are harder. Yeah, when they end on when they they begin on sour notes, for lack of a better yeah. descriptor. Yeah, you know if if you're if you go out on sort of a happy. Thing, then you've got all this happiness to revel in for you know however many weeks. If it ends on a bad note, then you're literally just depressed
0: fandom for the next. Yeah, week. And there's, there's unless there's only you so get long a happy, can, uh,
2: roll around in sad feels.
0: Yeah, That's, And you get a spoiler feels. that changes things. So. Uh. Like, well, relatively after season five, and then spoilers started coming in, and that just sucked. Because some, summer. some
1: <laughs> girls in Brazil just like were literally in the writer's room and knew every move <laughs> he
0: was going to make. You know, Bless them. I have to say, how many untold stories that we don't, we just don't know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> man. Oh. No. Anyway, um, well, if you guys don't have any more notes, I'm going to wrap up the podcast There is one last
2: thing that I think that we should uh, throw out for those who may not um, get the joke of the title, the Sue Sylvester Shuffle. um, Google the Super Bowl Shuffle. It is
1: where the name comes from.
2: Oh,
1: right.
2: Um, So for for anybody listening who has not seen that glorious, glorious bit of uh, sports history, do yourself a favor.
0: Do yourself a uh, favor. Also, And
2: Google
0: it. I'll add, um, if anybody does not get a very glee Christmas, it's like a very happy or merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm such a brat. Okay. Awesome, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> and with that, thank you guys for being on this one, on this podcast. Always
2: a pleasure. <laughs>
0: you make me feel like I'm living a teenage dream The way you turn
1: me on My sister will be suspicious Your lips look delicious My brother will be there at the door Waves upon the tropical shore. My streets oh,
2: oh, I want some
1: more Take a bite of my heart tonight Whether like disabilities let you, out past will lead or peace Rejoice and love yourself today Cause baby, you were born this nope. way So raise your glass if you are wrong In all the right ways All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arrive This should
2: be the end of everything Why don't we go
1: somewhere only we know We taught the world new ways to dream